This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. And we've got a very busy couple of hours ahead. Jack, you've got family in town. I do have some family in town. I knew that my parents wanted to come up, and the first thing that I thought was, well, we should go to a Brewers game. We are at American Family Field on Friday. It makes me very happy to see the Brewers have a winning series. They've been doing great this season. But my dad is here with us in the studio uh, this morning. If there's one thing about my father, he loves to wake up early. So here he is. Well, good, good. I'm glad to hear that because I know you've got plans outside today. Mm -hmm. And joining us is TMJ4 meteorologist Brendan Johnson. And Brendan, it is going to be a hot Labor Day weekend. Yeah, definitely going to be building up that heat, Libby, uh, today. And then the humidity comes into the picture tomorrow. The dreaded dew points going up. So today it's more of that desert dry heat, if you will, at least Wisconsin dry heat. uh, But definitely uh, turning humid for Labor Day itself. Well, we've got some pretty strong wind gusts that are going to be hitting us as well. Yeah, those southwest winds, I mean, gusting upwards of 25 miles an hour. Uh, I got my forecast high in Milwaukee today of about 95 degrees. That would tie our record set back in 1939, I know. Um, And because of that, I do want to make sure that everybody knows that um, the Wisconsin DNR actually this morning has upgraded us to a very high fire danger. We typically don't have to worry about wildfires in, you know, August, September. Uh, We usually do at the uh, beginning of spring, you know, after the snow melts. But uh, because of this, the hot temperatures, the dry air, and those winds, uh, they are discouraging folks from doing any outdoor birding. And I know that's not the best news on a holiday weekend, but it is uh, something that uh, we we have to tell folks. How unusual is it for us to hit these mid-90s in September? Yeah, it is pretty unusual. I mean, it's not out of the question. It's not unheard of. Um, you know, we have had some hundred degree, you know, days at the very beginning of um, September or upper 90s. Uh, but that, again, record breaking. So that's why we're kind of getting into this territory of, you know, 95 is a record high for uh, today in particular. Um, you know, it, it is very unusual. We don't see this uh, typically. Our average high temperature in Milwaukee, 78 degrees. So. Oh. We're really, we're really beating the uh, where we should be for this w- time of year. I was going to say we're hotter now than we were on the Fourth of July. <laughs> yes, it see, it sure seems like that. I mean, it honestly, the last few weeks, you know, when you had that 101 degree day, you know, in August, and uh, we're dealing with these 90s heading into September, it, it really does seem like you know all the heat kind of waited for us a little bit. How much longer are we going to be in the 90s? Because I know you said today, <laughs> tomorrow. When do we go back to a little bit more normal temperatures? Yeah, so we just have a few more uh, days to wait, Libby. Towards the end of the week, after some scattered showers and storms roll through on Wednesday, looks like those temperatures will start to fall. So expect, you know, falling back into the 70s on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and that's when the humidity will come down as well. So we just have a couple days to deal with this hot weather. Oh, so we can take down the air conditioner finally after we get through this (laughs) heat wave in the next couple of days. Hey, Brent, were you a, a, a Jimmy Buffett fan? You know, I won't say that I was a Jimmy Buffett fan, but I got fond memories of, um, you know, growing up as a kid, my parents loved Jimmy Buffett and um, riding in the Trans Am with mom mm. uh, and dad at, you know, going to school and whatnot. I remember wait, hearing Margaritaville wait, hold, hold and all the your, music. Your mom and dad took you to school at a Trans Am? Yes, they sure did. 
Oh, yeah. Back in the day, oh. it was the black Trans Am oh my gosh. Uh, rolling through the suburbs. You had to be like the, the 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 guy they all waited for to show up at school every morning. <laughs> I love it. I, you know, yeah. I, I Honestly, growing up as a kid, um, I only wanted a minivan. But, you know, we had the Trans Am. And that was that was that was good enough for me. You're just a you're just a spoiled kid on that Trans Am. Hey, listen, <laughs> we will talk to you again. Have a great holiday weekend, and it's always good to have TMJ Force meteorologist uh, Brenda Johnson with us to start out a Sunday morning. And we've got a lot of things going on today. Speaking of which, uh, Jimmy Buffett. I know I've, you've got a little bit of that music there in the background. A uh, little bit later on, Jack Rowe is here in the newsroom. He's going to have some information about Jeff Wagner and Jeff's connection to being a parrot head. We'll have that later on this morning. Also, if you've ever jumped around a camp at Randall, you're going to want to hear about what's new for Bucky Badger. With the Packers' first game of the regular season getting underway next week without Aaron Rodgers, there's still a lot of people who are betting against him doing well with the Jets. Well, we're going to find out how you can maybe win if Rogers loses. Marquez says the water main break downtown is still causing issues. We've got Matt Miller here. He's going to update us on that ESPN uh, spectrum dispute, which I know a lot of people are upset about. Also, Debbie Lazaga is going to share when the best time is for you to travel this weekend. As we said, Jack's in the newsroom. Isaac's pushing buttons. And in just two minutes, it's Dominic Catronio in sports. At 813, we have 74 degrees at WTMJ. Week one of college football started off with a bang for the Wisconsin Badgers. It was a slow start, but they got things going, thanks to not just Braylon Allen, but Ches Malusi on the ground. And Malusi has been super impressive. Look at this! Malusi out to midfield! He's got a chance! Spinning! What kind of speed do you got? Touchdown! Eric Collins on the call on the Big Ten Network. The 19th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers win 38-17 over Buffalo. They are 1-0 on the young season. Next up, a big test out west, taking on the Washington State Cougars in Pullman. The Cougs shocked the Badgers last year at Camp Randall. Kickoff is set for 6.30 Central Time next Saturday. Here in Milwaukee, the Brewers keep the good times rolling against the Phillies, and a former Philly doing a lot of the damage. Swing and a drive to right and deep. Get up! for Santana and they put two more on the board on a scorching drive by Carlos he hit it out of here and right and a no doubt about it Bob Euchre on the call here on WTMJ Carlos Santana hits his seventh home run as a brewer as the crew defeats the Phillies seven to five manager Craig Council I've had some big hits for sure Carlos's home run and Mark with just a bunch of good at bats um, like we're like we're getting accustomed to see it so um, those guys did a nice job and then offensively we just did a nice job I guess a good starting pitcher and the win coupled with a Cubs loss moves the Brewers to four and a half games clear in the NL Central with twenty. 20- Six games to go. The finale of the series and the homestand is today at 12.05. Coverage begins at 11 with Brewers warm-up. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Dominic. We are already moving up towards that 95 high today. Already 75 degrees at 8.17 on WTMJ. And you're just a couple minutes away from Mark Cast. He's got news about that water main break. It all happened on Thursday here, or on Friday, I should say, here in Milwaukee. 
We were just talking with TMJ4's meteorologist, Brenda Johnson, a few minutes ago. It is going to be really hot today. 95 for a high, and that's if you're close to the lake. Uh, wind gusts up to about 25 miles per hour. Clear tonight down to 70 tomorrow. On Labor Day, sunny, hot, and humid, 93 for a high. And that continues into Tuesday with a high of 90 until we have a chance of rain late in the day. Then we'll cool back down to the Upper 80s on Wednesday. Those temperatures are already heating up around southeastern Wisconsin early on a Sunday morning in Franklin at 72. We have, uh, let's see, it's Brookfield has 72 as well. Cedarburg, you're at 72, and we are up to 75 degrees at WTMJ at 920. And that means it's time to check in on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline with Mark Cass. He is the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Well, Mark, I understand you're really disappointed because the hop is not, well, it's not hopping because you've got your high boots on, huh? It's been an interesting couple of days with the water main break on Wisconsin Avenue there off Broadway. This has an impact, you know. I think it shows, again, the hops being used with a significant thing like this happens. It impacts the hop. It impacts all the firms around the water main break. You know, I mean, obviously water main breaks happen. But as we head into a holiday weekend with all the traffic and all things going on, this is not a great thing to have happen for the city. Well, it's affected a lot of the offices and businesses around there. I mean, I heard from somebody that they don't think they're going to be back in their office until at least Tuesday. This kind of thing can really kind of impact people. It can impact transportation. As I said, it's something that's out of their control. So luckily, I suppose it's a holiday weekend. So maybe there are fewer of the people who are in the office late in the week and maybe can work from home. Virtual works, right? It's unfortunate, but I'll be out there next week on the hop and I'm still holding that seat for you, Libby. Let's move out to Waukesha County because you held a meeting with some of those businesses and community leaders and asked if they supported using state money for the renovation and maintenance at AmFam. What did they say? Surprisingly, I guess, 100% support. Everybody was in favor of it. And the message I heard over and over again was we have to look at the economic impact. We have to look at the wide-ranging economic impact. And there was a woman there who's in charge of tourism in Brookfield who said that the impact on the hotels in Brookfield are huge. She was talking about the concerts there and the recent concert for Pink. She said every hotel room in Brookfield was full. So that shows the economic impact of the stadium. And when the Brewers games come down, and she said the Twins fans and the Reds fans and the Cardinals fans are in town, all of them are staying at hotels throughout the region. So we have to look at more than the team. A number of the individuals in the room were quick to admit, yeah, it's hard to hand over money to people who are being paid lots of money in sports. But it's also the realization of you have to look at the wider impact. You have to look at what the team means here to the region and what they bring to the region and the status it brings. And one point was made, if we want to draw young executives to Milwaukee, you have to have these kind of amenities. You need sports teams. All that's not here if the team moves. So, I mean, the consensus in the room was, let's make this happen. Speaking of people in sports who make a lot of money, Giannis, he's expanding in investments with his brothers. Now, what are they going to be doing? Golf, they're doing, they're working with a number of high-profile individuals in a league for golf. It's fascinating for me to watch him this offseason, as I'm sure you have. He has been so active. He invested in the soccer team. He was there recently down in Nashville for a huge game. He invested in a candy firm. He invested, of course, in the trade, not in the hotel, but actually opening a store there. And you saw him a couple years ago invest in the brewers. He's one of the minority owners of the brewers. And one of the things I've heard from people is that he's making sure he's setting himself up for his career after the NBA. Now, we all hope that that's a long ways off and he plays for the Bucks for a long, long time and wins a lot more championships. But he's being very smart to get involved with these companies. He's hot now. Clearly, he's one of the most recognizable names in all of sports to have him involved in your ownership group. That's smart, but he's also making sure that he's set 
for after his NBA career for things to do, for money, for him, for his kids, for his grandkids, for his grandkids, grandkids. I mean, he's obviously not hurting for that, but I just think it's really smart and shows the kind of individual he is. Also, I think that it's great to be involved here locally. I think so, too. And I've never met him, but everybody says he's a genuinely nice person. Yeah. I've met him a couple times, had a few conversations with him, but everybody I know that knows him talks about how nice he is at the communities in Milwaukee and how he wants to stay here and be invested in our community. Now, let's stick with basketball, because this past week, you talked with the Marquette basketball coach, not about basketball, but about being a good leader and also creating a productive workplace. What did he share? Interesting message, because you think, okay, he's a coach, and he's only worried about wins on the court. You have to think, how does he achieve that? How did they have such a great season last year? You know, they were not expected to be great, because they were. And he talked about leadership, and he talked about workplace environment. Then he also talked about letting your players lead and letting them shine. And it was a very interesting conversation that you saw how he has to take these young men from all over the country, some of them from all over the world who come to Marquette, and he has to mold them into one team. And he talked about how they work together, how they have activities throughout the year. They just went to Italy. And he tried to make that work for the workplace in terms of how you have to let your employees shine. You have to let them lead. You have to be a leader by letting others lead, too, sometimes. Very interesting guy. I was very impressed with his thinking in terms of how what he does applies to the workplace. We were actually honoring that day our best place to work in Milwaukee. And a number of them left with ideas how to make their place better. Let's move out to Wauwatosa, where everybody's talking about these 900 yeah. apartments adjacent to the Boston store at Mayfair Mall and what that could mean to the city. What are you hearing about the details? And I guess the other part of that question is, why are so many apartments being developed around shopping malls in and around Milwaukee? I think we'll learn a lot more in the next week about who the developer is going to be, what the specifics are in terms of all the apartments. I just think it's a fascinating story because if you look at that mall, it's been our number one mall for years in Milwaukee. Everyone talks about that, but they, like the other malls in the region, have struggled a bit in terms of how do you survive long term with just retail? It's just not going to work. So out there, you know, adding a hotel, which they did, and now looking at apartments, and 900 apartments is a lot of people. And if each apartment has a couple of people, that's 1,800 people who are going to live right next to the mall, who can shop at the mall, who can eat at the mall, who can do other things around there to really drive activity. And we've seen this throughout the region, whether it's in Greendale at Southridge or Brookfield or up on the North Shore, where they've gone to these mixed-use projects because you can't rely only on retail anymore. You have to have other ways to draw in people. And in the case of here and in the case of Greendale, you're going to have live, work, can play. There are going to be people who are going to live there who could work either at the mall or in the offices nearby and could obviously play there. I thought the quote from the mayor a couple weeks ago while was saying basically on a cold day in February, you could literally walk into the mall, eat, shop, head back home, and you'll only have walked outside for a few feet. That's an interesting lifestyle. I mean, that's the kind of thing that we're seeing more and more of. And I think you're going to see that throughout the region and throughout the country. Malls will never be the same because you shop online, Libby. I shop online. It's just so much easier. So the malls have to create ways to drive traffic. And one of the ways is have the traffic live there all the time. All I can tell you, Mark, is I was at Mayfair the other day and it was packed. I couldn't find a parking space. But again, back to school shopping, right? Back to school shopping. And I think they're one of the smarter malls in terms of what they've done. But think about if you had 900 apartments there, Mm -hmm. what kind of traffic that'll drive long term. And the fact that they have a movie theater, the fact that they have a hotel there, all that stuff drives traffic that, okay, I'm at the movie and I think, oh, geez, I'll stop at the store as long as I'm here, right? That's what they're trying to do is create reasons to drive you to the mall without it being specifically for a retailer. Well, what all those people are going to need is groceries. And Kroger, Ah, which is a parent company of Metro Mart and Pick and Safe, is going to report their quarterlies on Friday. What do you think you're going to hear? And how is the overall grocery 
grocery store market throughout southeastern Wisconsin. You know, I think for Kroger, Kroger's had a nice couple of years here through the pandemic. They saw their numbers shoot up as they had to hire more people. And obviously people were shopping more in grocery stores, not eating out as much. But even as this has gone on and we saw over the past year, we've seen inflation. I know you shop a lot. I go grocery shopping. What you pay nowadays in the store for items is just crazy as compared to a couple of years ago. But that's helped drive some of their revenue. I think in terms of the area, Libby, we have a very competitive market. You have Walmart here. You have Target here. You have Aldi here. You have Woodman's. You have Sednex. You have a lot of options, which is great for the customers that live here. A little bit harder for the retailers, but I think they have really done well. Obviously, Kroger, through its stores, is the number one in the market, and it really does well. But I think others are starting to nip at their heels. I know I've seen a lot of traffic at the Aldi's and the Walmart's and the Target's and the Woodman's and the Sednex, so that's making them having to be better. I think what's going to happen over the next few months in terms of inflation will impact them, and that will impact all of us for the price we pay. I think we're going to have a lot of options. I think we're going to have a lot of choices, and that's great news for all of us who shop a lot. I'm looking for those bargain prices. All right, finally. Bargain Mark, prices, six for a dollar, right? Is it, that what you go for? I love it. Hey, listen, what are you doing for Labor Day? For us, it's just going to be a little bit of relaxation, a little bit of hanging out as a family, hopefully some swimming because it's going to be hot the next couple of days. And you know, just getting ready for fall. I mean, I love Wisconsin. I love Milwaukee right now. This is a great time of year. But you know what happens in September, Libby. A lot of events happen. So I'm getting ready to get involved with quite a few over the next few weeks. Looking forward to it. Mark Cass, have a great Labor Day. Have a great holiday. I look forward to talking to you next week. Always good to hear from Mark Cass. It's 828. We're already up to 76 degrees. We're going to hit 95. And that's just a possibility. It could even be warmer than that with those... Winds coming in from the south. Ooh, it's going to be a hot Labor Day weekend. Uh, Coming up in the next half hour, if you are one of those Spectrum customers and you're not getting your ESPN, Matt Miller's going to tell you why and what might happen next. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Welcome back to Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins. Well, still ahead in this half hour. Matt Miller is going to join us, and a lot of people are wondering about this Spectrum ESPN thing. What does it mean? What should you do? When's it going to be over? And he's got a lot of answers for you with that, though. Right now, though, a wave of controversy hit Lambeau Field this past week, while actual waves struck the Florida coast. Plus, the community came together for overdose awareness and so much more. It's the Week in Review, brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Price is Right host Bob Barker passed away over the weekend, 99 years old. Bob was just a master at knowing when to talk and when to be quiet. I'm going home. The return of the NASCAR Truck Series to the Milwaukee Mile in the Clean Harbors 175 being considered a success by event planners. During Saturday's preseason win over the Seahawks, the PA announcer at Lambeau Field told fans to stop doing the wave. It is loud. You can get as excited as you want. Let's do it after we score a touchdown. Let's not do it so we get a false start. Is that really distracting? A six foot four, three hundred and twenty pound guy running at me at full speed is a little more distracting <laughs> than the wave. Just smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. 
Police still on scene at a reported burglary at the Target on Miller Parkway in West Milwaukee. Police tape is up in two areas. All the Target employees currently waiting outside in the parking lot along with a couple confused customers like myself. I'm not even supposed to be here today. The 11-year-old boy who was hit while riding his bicycle on Fond du Lac Avenue has died. 11-year-old Kamani Washington tells me he was out riding his bike with his friend on West Fond du Lac Avenue when cars started racing down the road. He went flying up in the air. And then I start, I went over there and I started crying. It sounded bad. It was like, holy cow. Then I heard, heard the, whoever was on the ground screaming. So shocked, like, like I want to like just buzz down in tears. Historically, warm waters off the Florida Gulf Coast of Mexico have super-powered Hurricane Idalia as it moves toward the Florida shoreline as a Category 4 storm. The strongest to hit the Big Bend region since 1896. I went through the storm of uh, 1993, storm of the century. I don't know if I'm going to have a house to go home to. First Lady Jill Biden planning to spend the afternoon here in Wisconsin. Joining us, as we said, on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is the Assembly Speaker. Speaker Voss telling WTMJ now he doesn't want to impeach Justice Janet Protasewicz, but on any legislative maps case... You need to take yourself off and allow those who haven't prejudged the case to make the decision. Today is International Overdose Prevention Awareness Day. Right now on Snapchat and all the social media, kids think they're getting... You know, something, a, a, a pill to study for a test, and you know what? It can end your life. No one wakes up one morning and says, today's going to be the day that I'm going to start using heroin. Aaron Claiborne of Wisconsin Voices for Recovery says support is key when an addict decides to get clean. Help them find the thing that they once enjoyed and get back to that kind of life. Milwaukee 11th District Alderman Mark Borkowski is saying he will not seek re-election in 2024. At 65, I'd like to think that I'm still young enough to have another adventure, and I want say that the world's my oyster. God, I hate oysters. The WTMJ Johnson & Sons paving time saver traffic alert. We are keeping our eyes right now on 43 northbound. Everything is at a standstill stemming from a crash at Brown Deer Road. Because of the freeway construction, it's two lanes. It's extremely narrow. There's no shoulder at many of the spots. It's very difficult to clear it, which is why you end up with these type of delays. We've been down a man this week, but for good reason. Greg Pancake Hill produces the program and Greg's been off this week as he brought his first child into the world. Greg and his wife, Stephanie, proud parents now of a silver dollar pancake. From the first push to the time he entered this world, a total of 39 minutes passed. Wow, An solid. absolute trooper. She wow. just legged it out, closed her eyes, and sure enough, we have a beautiful baby boy sitting on my chest right now. Nice. That is fantastic. What a week. Beer goggles. Brandon. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. And we saw pictures of little Levi. He is a doll, just like a little baby doll. All right, and uh, kudos to Greg's wife. 39 hours, huh? Or 39 minutes. Well, 39 hours. 39 hours. Now, that would be a marathon. Okay, uh, 8 841. Are you traveling today or tomorrow? Well, Debbie Lazica tells you the best time to leave. It's all ahead of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It is going to be a hot one. <laughs> I'll tell you, we're getting up to at least 95 degrees, and that's if you're close to the lake. We've got some wind gusts coming out of the south as high as 25 miles per hour, which is just going to make it feel more like a furnace. Tomorrow, more of the same, 93 for a high. And on Mon- on Tuesday, we're going to only hit 90. <laughs> then some rain will come in and we'll get back into the upper 80s. But I'll tell you, it is a hot one if you have outdoor activities. So keep that in mind if you are headed, 
you know, to the lake, if you're headed out for picnics, for for uh, family get-togethers where you're going to be doing some barbecuing and do not set fires. Background right now is 74 degrees. We're seen at 73. Oconomowoc has 71. We're at 77 already at WTMJ at 844. And it's that time of the year where uh, summer fun starts winding down. But not everybody is ready to end the summer. Liberty Weekend is upon us, and we have one last chance to escape the doldrums of the summer to go have fun. This is always a big weekend for us in terms of folks are going to be traveling, getting that last road trip in. So we're gearing up to help a lot of people on the roadside with our our emergency assistance. AAA's Nick Jarmus explains there's more to think about than just packing up the brats and the potato salad when you're heading out of town. If you're heading out, expect to have a lot of other folks on the road with you. Keep an eye out for folks on the side of the road who may be experiencing trouble as well as the responders who are trying to assist them. Make sure that you have a plan to get home safely. Have a designated driver or an alternative form of transportation to get yourself home. Sure, there's tons of construction projects around, but the DOT has an SOP, Standard Operating Procedure for the holiday weekends. It's pretty much their standard practice to suspend work in those areas during these big weekends so that they can try to open up as many lanes as possible to keep traffic flowing. Of course, even when they do that, you're still going to have some unusual configurations, maybe uneven pavement, narrower lanes than normal. So you should still be following those lower speed limits in construction zones, even if you don't see workers present. But don't let that scare you out from behind the steering wheel. And as far as gas prices go, even with the uncertainty of the hurricane season, our prices locally here in Wisconsin have come down over the past week and month. We were a little bit higher than the national average throughout much of late July and early August, which is pretty unusual for us, but things do seem to have settled back to normal and prices compared to this time last year are looking really good. So when's the best time to take off? There really is no best time. There's just less bad, except for Sunday. Sunday the 3rd, we're probably looking at the minimal traffic impact from the weekend. Everyone is probably already at their destination and is not quite ready to come home yet. So regardless of what we're planning, whether you're doing the Great American Road Trip... Yeah! Road Trip! ...or just relaxing in the hammock on your staycation... If you're going anywhere at all, just be safe. Keep your speeds in check. Mind the move over or slow down law. And hey, let's be careful out there. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. Thanks a lot, Deb. All I know is I think I'm going to spend the day inside in air conditioning because it is going to be hot. Up to 95 degrees, maybe even a little warmer where you are. 77. That's our temperature at WTMJ. You're just a minute away from Dominic Catronio in sports. An epic rushing attack from the Wisconsin Badgers highlighted week one for the 19th-ranked team in the land. 157 yards on the ground from Ches Malusi and even 141 more from Braylon Allen. But Malusi had the run of the day. And Malusi has been super impressive. Look at this! Malusi out to midfield! He's got a chance! Spinning! What kind of speed do you got? Touchdown! Eric Collins on the call on FS1. An 89-yard touchdown run for Malusi as the Badgers win 38-17 in their opener over Buffalo. It opens the Luke Fickle era with a W, picking up from the bowl game last season. Here's the new head coach. They asked me afterwards, "Is this, you know, what were your expectations? And sometimes I think maybe I have uh, delusional expectations, you know, but 
that's what's going to continue to drive us and motivate us. And um, we know there's a lot of ways that we're going to get better and we need to get better. Afterwards, those guys are excited. They're grateful for the opportunity. Next week, they take on Washington State on the road out west in Pullman. Kickoff is scheduled for 6.30 on ABC. Elsewhere in the Big Ten, only one surprise. Fresno State goes to West Lafayette and beats Purdue 39-35. But otherwise, number two Michigan dominated East Carolina 30-3. Number three Ohio State over Indiana 23-3. And number seven Penn State with a sneaky cover at the end when 38-15 over West Virginia. The Brewers are in the final month of the season with a big series with the Phillies using some sustainable offense. Lined to left. Base hit. Brewers are going to have the lead. The throw coming on, way off target. And Christian Yelich with a bullet base hit to left. Bob Euchre on the call. They win 7-5 over the Phillies. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Dom. It is 849 and 77 degrees at WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Of the three holidays that we have in the summer, this is going to be the hottest one. We're going to get up to around 95 degrees today. More of the same tomorrow, about 93, 94. Uh, Even Tuesday, as you're going back to work and kids starting school, 90 is going to be your high. Currently, 77 degrees at WTMJ at 851. And it's not time for... For, Matt, for uh, Dominic Catronio, it is time for Matt Miller on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline. He, of course, is a pop culture editor at OnMilwaukee.com. And why are we playing a sports sounder, Matt? It's because people who have Spectrum are not happy without their ESPN these days. Yeah, so I'm sure as many people found out at least yesterday... Uh, if you wanted to watch college football, the the big first Saturday of college football, uh, ESPN and ABC were not on the docket for you. Disney and Spectrum, Charter Spectrum, are having negotiation issues right now <laughs> uh, about carriage fees. And what, what's interesting about all of this is that both of these two are in a bad place. Both Spectrum and Disney are kind of desperate at this point. You know, obviously cable is in a bad place because people keep cutting the cord and things like that. And they know that live sports is one of the few things that keeps people attached to the cord. And meanwhile, (laughs) Disney is struggling right now. It's stock prices down. It's movies haven't done very well. Obviously the strikes are going on, so they're not able to really kind of promote a bunch of their new TV shows and movies. And they too are in this kind of desperate place of, well, we know we, we need to make a little bit more money off of this right now. And I I think they know how important live sports is. So they're trying to, I think Disney here is probably trying to to put Spectrum over the barrel here. And they they basically did not deny that. Spectrum has said, like, you are paying for channels. Disney wants you to pay for channels you don't want at a higher amount. And Disney's like, yeah, that's that's the world we're living in right now. So I don't know. I'm sure this will end sooner than later because if you're ESPN and you're ABC and you're Disney – you don't want to have the ratings for the first Monday night football game look terrible. But at the same time, these are, these are two kind of desperate kind of structures right here, two desperate organizations. They're going to try to get the best deal possible at this very critical moment. All right, let's say you're a Spectrum customer. What alternatives do you have right now? 
in Spectrum, close your ears, but your alternatives are probably to get onto a streaming service with live TV, uh, to get, you know, to get ESPN Plus to sign up for that outside of cable, to sign up for Hulu with live TV. Uh, I believe uh, Sling TV has an ESPN uh, situation. So, you know, cable is kind of in this weird place where it's like, obviously, they don't want to sign a bad deal. But at the same time, the longer this prolongs, maybe people start, you know, looking over at stuff like Hulu and looking over at stuff like, you know, Sling TV or or ESPN Plus on its own. Well, I I mean, I remember the last time there was a strike like this and and it affected... Um, what was it, our sister station at the time, TMJ4, and we switched cable companies. We we yeah. and and said goodbye and haven't looked back. And I and mean, is, is Spectrum yeah. looking at that as a possibility if this is drawn out, especially with the popularity of college sports and of course Monday Night Football coming around? Yeah, I, I think that there's a big. That's why I assume this will be settled sooner than later. I don't think this is going to prolong as long as the writers and actor strikes are going on right now, but we'll see what happens. I mean, and this isn't the first time this happens. In 2001, Disney did the same thing to YouTube TV. Uh, last year, they did the same thing to Dish and Fling TV. You know, this is their marketing tactic. This is their negotiation tactic. So, uh, we'll see what the deal ends up being. And that live sports is the untapped gold mine of streaming right now. That's kind of a thing that's hanging over all this as well. Streaming needs eyeballs. They need to be able to sell advertisements because they've reached their threshold on subscribers. So I would be surprised if, you know, a lot of this stuff starts moving towards streaming because these studios, these, these streaming services, they desperately want eyeballs. They desperately want to sell ad space. And sports is one of the few places where people still unite to watch something and they're honestly okay with watching ads. It's one of the rare places where we're fine that they're built in to the experience of watching live sports. Well, especially during the Super Bowl. But how many yeah. how many people are we talking about in the greater uh, Milwaukee, southeastern Wisconsin area who have Spectrum who are being affected right now? Do we have any idea? I don't know the number of people in Wisconsin, but I do know that Charter Spectrum has 15 million subscribers, which is, makes it the second largest cable TV provider in the U.S. That's according to The Verge. So this is a, a not insane, and this is not just a Milwaukee slash Wisconsin issue. This is a nationwide, a lot of people across the nation have Spectrum. It is not an unpopular cable service. So yeah, this is this is affecting a significant amount of people, and you know, like like we said, this is week one. Of, we're lucky that this was just week one of college football, and it was kind of some cupcake matchups. <laughs> what happens when we start getting into you know the real serious games, and people are like, "Hey, I can't watch on ESPN right now." Yeah, that I mean, that's a very good point. All right, we know it's going to be a hot Labor Day weekend. Good time to go to the theater uh, because at least you know you've got air conditioning there. Is it worth going to spend time in the air conditioning to see The Expendables 3? Uh, the Equalizer. Oh, three. I'm sorry. So Equalizer 3. A, Expendables, is, Equalizer. Aren't they all pretty much the same thing? And there is another, there is another Expendables coming out this month. So you're not wrong. Uh, That's why but, I'm uh, confused, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So The Equalizer, it's a tough movie for me because I find it more interesting than entertaining. If you saw the last two Equalizer movies, 
they're like dad action movies. They're like movies you can find on TNT. They're fun. Denzel Washington's totally is still a movie star. They're, they're kind of, you know, mindless action movies, maybe more violent than most. But this is a horror movie. This is a slasher movie starring Denzel Washington, essentially. There aren't really action scenes in The Equalizer 3. He just has kills, like Michael Myers, essentially. And that makes the movie interesting on some level because it's such a weird pivot for an action movie to kind of just load into being like, hey, maybe our lead character is kind of a, psyche, a sociopath. <laughs> But at the same time, if you're wanting action, this is a movie with a lot of dead space. This is a movie that's weirdly kind of paced. And if you're looking for, like, you know, cool gunfights and stuff like that, you're not going to really find them in this movie. He just kind of mercilessly kills people uh, without really having much of an issue. Um, So if you're in a really bad mood, this is a really good movie to watch. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what people make of this movie on some level because, like, like I said, like, this is a real like TNT kind of franchise. This is a real like put it on in the background, watch Denzel have some you know guys in a stormy abandoned city, and this is not like that. It's beautifully shot. Denzel Washington still a movie star, um, and, and, and but it's it's not an action movie, and I, I just want to make sure people know what they're going to for that. Because if you if you wanting you know like I said those like cool hand to hand fights it, it's not John Wick it is it's more like a Halloween movie which is very <laughs> weird to say and makes it interesting but definitely doesn't make it kind of the the kind of entertainment you may be looking for. All right, I may wait for the Expendables then. All right, hey, listen, Matt, <laughs> it is always great to to have you here. Stay cool, would you? Oh, my best. I'm actually at Minnesota at their state fair, and it's supposed to be near 100. So uh, oh. I should come home fr- just as fried as the fried food. Oh, Matt Miller. Well, in the meantime, we can follow you at onmilwaukee.com. Always great to have you here. It's 9 o'clock. Jack Grouse got the news. And then when we get back, what's new for Bucky Badger? We're going to tell you. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. You know, Jack, my head is still spinning that Jeff Wagner saw Jimmy Buffett how many times? He's The story says 80. And then if you think, let's say he played like two hours, you know, for 80 shows. That's I wasn't very good at math. I went to journalism school. That's a long time. <laughs> well, I, I, I was going to say, how many Hawaiian shirts does Jeff Wagner have? And, and <laughs> we'll, we'll find out on Tuesday. We'll let him reveal that secret. Hey, listen, speaking of Jimmy Buffett, mm-hmm. uh, they just came out and they, they revealed the cause of his death. Oh, really? As Merkel cell skin cancer, which I've never heard of. Mm. And apparently he was diagnosed with it four years ago. And Merkel Merkel cell carcinoma is a rare aggressive skin cancer that often begins as red shiny nodules on the face hands and neck Mm. well we do know that he canceled you know his performance at Summerfest because of health complications and obviously nobody should have to go through that but what a terrible terrible. way for somebody who just wanted people to have a two-hour vacation yeah Uh, rest in peace Jimmy Buffett a lot of great memories with his music for me yeah well you mentioned you were a journalism major yes I have a bachelor's in journalism where'd you go to school Illinois State University roll birds have have you ever been to Camp Randall during a game? Camp Randall during a game. I can't say that I have. Oh, oh! Now that you're <laughs> now that you're a cheesehead, you oh, need oh. to go to a Badger game. Badger game. Okay. Because All right, I can make that happen. It is. It, th- there's nothing like it of being mm-hmm. in the stands mm-hmm. when everybody gets up. 
to jump around. And sure. Of, and of okay. course, next Saturday, the Badgers are going to be back in town. And you can bet there is going to be a lot of jumping around at that stadium. Joining us on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Phil Sklar from the Bobblehead Museum. And you're jumping around a lot at the museum this weekend. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah, we have a brand new Bucky Badger jump around bobblehead that we just unveiled. And perfect timing with the start of the season and a lot of excitement for the team. And just uh, a real fun bobblehead with both bobbling head and bobbles at the feet. Well, of course, you know, they've been doing this since the 90s. What took you so long to make a jump around bobblehead? <laughs> well, we just became official licensees of Wisconsin about a year or so ago and really excited to have several new ideas. And this was the first one that we really were excited about unveiling for the school season. And yeah, it's uh, I think a lot of fun. First time Bucky has been jumping around this feet springing in bobblehead form uh, with the scoreboard in the background that says jump around. Just uh, an all around great bobblehead for Wisconsin fans. Okay. Refresh my memory. Who did that song? House of Pain. It's a song that when it comes on in Wisconsin, people jump. Well, Chris, it's kind of interesting because if you've ever been there, which I have, and it's like a roar, that sound has actually been recorded on the Richter scale as a as a man-made earthquake. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. And yeah, I've been there before as well. And it's just one of those things that not just in college sports, but in all the sports, that's one of the best traditions. And it's cool that we have it here in the state and that we can celebrate it in bobblehead form with one of the best mascots in college sports. Well, I think it's just perfect for what the whole concept is, and that's bobbleheading or jumping around. Now, these are limited, aren't they? You're not going to, I mean, it's not like this is going to be out there for a long time. Yeah, so each one's individually numbered to 2023 for the year, and so, yeah, once they're gone, they're gone, and people can pre-order them now. We just finalized the pictures and everything, and so now you'll pre-order them and be able to get them in November. I can see a lot of Badger fans are going to want those Bucky jump-around bobbleheads. And, Phil, you know, I've had the pleasure of visiting the Bobblehead Museum. It's a great place to take relatives and friends who are in town for the first time. Tell everybody where you're located. Yeah, so we're at 170 South First Street, uh, right where the Third Ward turns into Walker's Point. Uh, We're open seven days a week and really great spot, only museum in the world dedicated to bobbleheads with over 10,000 bobbleheads on display and exhibits about the history, how they're made, and anything you want to know about bobbleheads. It's an amazing place. Phil Sklar, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me back, Libby. And I thought the sports guys around here had a huge bobblehead collection. I, I've i never seen anything like it as to what they have. I mean, you will be immersed in bobbleheads. It is uh, 914. It is going to be extremely hot today. We're going to get up to about 95 degrees. Already at 77 at WTMJ. Week one of college football started off with a bang for the Wisconsin Badgers. It was a slow start, but they got things going. Thanks to not just Braylon Allen, but Ches Malusi on the ground. And Malusi has been super impressive. Look at this! Malusi out to midfield! He's got a chance! Spinning! What kind of speed do you got? Touchdown! Eric Collins on the call on the Big Ten Network. The 19th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers win 38-17 over Buffalo. They are 1-0 on the young season. Next up, a big test out west, taking on the Washington State Cougars in Pullman. The Cougs shocked the Badgers last year at Camp Randall. Kickoff is set for 6.30 Central Time next Saturday.
Here in Milwaukee, the Brewers keep the good times rolling against the Phillies, and a former Philly doing a lot of the damage. Swing and a drive to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone for Santana. And they put two more on the board on a scorching drive by Carlos. He hit it out of here and right, and a no doubt about it. Bob Euchre on the call here on WTMJ. Carlos Santana hits his seventh home run as a Brewer as the crew defeats the Phillies 7-5. to five. Manager Craig Council. I've had some big hits for sure. Carlos' home run and Mark with just a bunch of good at-bats. Um, like, we're, like we're getting accustomed to see it, so... Um, those guys did a nice job, and then offensively, we just did a nice job. I guess a good starting pitcher. And the win, coupled with a Cubs loss, moves the Brewers to four and a half games clear in the NL Central with 26 games to go. The finale of the series and the homestand is today at 12.05. Coverage begins at 11 with Brewers warm-up. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Dom. It is 9.17. It is going to be so Hot today. I mean, we're talking about getting into the mid-90s or maybe hotter. I'll have your full forecast right after this. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Be prepared for some record-breaking heat today. We talked with TMJ for meteorologist Brendan Johnson a little bit earlier this morning. He said it is just going to be miserable. Uh, seven, er, we're looking at 95 for a high today, and because the winds are coming from the southwest, it is going to feel warmer than that. We may see wind gusts up to about 25 miles per hour. So keep in mind, no open fires out there today. You know, if you're thinking tonight, oh, this would be a great night to sit around the... No, no, do not do it. Don't sit around the fire pit. Clear tonight, down to 70. Tomorrow, again, record-breaking heat, sunny, hot, and humid, because that humidity uh, picks up. It's going to feel even warmer than the 93 degree predicted high on tuesday we start out very sunny hot and humid 90 for a high with a chance of rain late things will cool down just a little bit but not that much on wednesday we're looking at 87 for a high now that's when we do have a chance of some rain and storms and then thursday finally we'll see a little bit of relief mostly sunny cooler less humid with a high of 75 currently in elm grove we've got 75 degrees sheboygan has 70 Kenosha is at 74. We already have 78 degrees at WTMJ at 922. The following is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday sip are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. Welcome to the Sunday Sip. I am John Merck here. I'm excited to be joined by my friend Alex Eichhorn, partner and workers' compensation attorney at Tayback Law. Alex, it's good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Great to see you as well, John. I want to start with a couple general questions about Tayback because you guys do so much good for veterans. You do so much good for families in our community. When people ask you about what makes Tayback and the valuable work you do so special, what do you tell them about Tayback? I think the difference about our law firm is that we really, really do care. And that comes through in what we are in involved in in the community. You know, my business partner, Jim, has set up a Wills for Veterans, which provides entirely risk-free and free wills for those who have served our country. We've given back to numerous different police departments in the area. We really, we're now a quite large sponsor of Kids Chance, which is a group that seeks to help the families of injured workers. So we really seek to give back. And I think that is indicative of how the partners care about those that we actually are representing. You know, when people ask me about Tayback, and I've been blessed to get to know you guys a little bit. I say it's a law firm with heart. You guys have heart. 
You represent people, you help people, you pick them up sometimes when they're at a really tough point in their life. And I want to thank you for the work that the firm does. Well, I really appreciate that. I want to ask you and focus today on workers' comp because a lot of people get impacted by this. Some people maybe are impacted and don't know and they have rights that they kind of pass over. Let's start with the most common type of injury. When we talk about people who are impacted by workers' comp potentially, what's the most common type of injury that you see in work comp claims? Yeah, so one of the uh, common types of injury that oftentimes never a claim is filed is something called an occupational injury claim. And what that is, is when someone works at an employer doing lifting or really any type of work on a day-to-day basis for really any period of time, whether it be you know a year or 10, 20 years, um, my example is a, a drop of water on a stone. You know, At yeah. first, you don't see the degradative effect of the rainwater hitting the stone, but over 10 years, there's a divot in that stone. And similarly with work activity. Activity. You know, you're bending down on a day-to-day basis, picking something up or doing lifting heavy uh, objects. And, you know, day one, you're fine. But after five years, you start feeling a twinge in your back. Ten years later, you're really hurting. You know, 15 years later, you're, you're forced to retire a bit earlier than you otherwise would have. And some people may not think they have a claim due to that. However, our job would simply be to show that your back has been made worse than it otherwise would have been by the work activity. And that may sound like a big burden. However, we work with a lot of doctors and it's quite easy to compare a 50-year-old man's back to another 50-year-old man's back that wasn't doing that work activity. And you can clearly see the degradative effects that this day-in, day-out occupational effect has had. Um, And with that, we can make a claim for a loss of earning capacity. So you may be entitled to wages, uh, additional wages, um, or even wages for the remainder of your life if we can demonstrate that you're no longer able to work due to the degradative effect of your work activity. So Alex, a messed up back, a neck that's been impacted over the year, people can relate to that. Can it also be white collar injuries? Can carpal tunnel qualify? Can repetitive injuries for people who work in an office setting lead to a claim? It absolutely can. And, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, a lot of office spaces don't take into consideration ergonomics. And if you're going to an office, I recently represented a woman who worked in a dental office for like 30 years. And every day her job was to bend over very awkwardly and we have pictures of it and no one would ever want to be in that position and over time she she developed this very bad neck condition that you know was similar to like looking at your phone day in day out yep. and uh, we were able to demonstrate that her neck condition was relatable to this occupational exposure due to very poor ergonomics and we were able to get her a substantial settlement uh, for wages uh, for for um, a portion of the remainder of her life. Tayback Laws, Alex Eichhorn is with us on the Sunday Sip. When should an injured worker think about retaining an attorney? Now, retaining is very different than giving us a call. You know, the call is absolutely risk-free. You're going to call us and you'll speak with a skilled attorney or one of my very skilled paralegals, and we're going to guide you through the process. You know, we don't expect that when someone's injured at work, they know the ins and outs of uh, Mm -hmm. workers' compensation. We do, and the information's free. And really, I would say about 70% of the people we talk to don't end up retaining us because they don't ultimately need us because their claim is conceded. But we're able to give them that sense of security that they know that they are getting the benefits they are entitled to. And if they're not getting the benefits they're entitled to, then we can step in and help them immediately. Alex, you raised such a good point. So that's why people should reach out to Tayback Law. 
because the rest of us aren't attorneys, don't deal with the system and don't know, you and your talented team can actually kind of vet things, give us guidance, help people get the help that they need. I guess that's why it's critical to reach out to a firm like Tayback. Yeah, and it's it's free. I can't, you know, I can't yep. elaborate upon that enough. You're going to speak with one of us and you're going to get a lot of knowledge that you otherwise wouldn't have and it costs you literally nothing. We're not going to ask you to sign documents immediately. You're going to get off the phone with us and I hope that you have some sense of security that you're getting the benefits or you need us. Give us some perspective. How many injured workers have you and your team helped over the years? We've helped well over 1,000. We wow. currently help over 700 throughout the state of Wisconsin. Um, and we've last year we filed 350 hearing applications. So we're a really volume-based firm that seeks to help as many f- people as possible. Um, there's other workers' compensation firms in the state that really only take very narrow issues. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not us. We're, we're going to take your claim. We're going to listen to what's going on, and we're going to see how we can help you out. What's the best way people can get to you? People need to get in touch with you. What's the website they should check out? So our website is Tabak Attorneys. That's T-A-B-A-K attorneys.com. Or we're always available by phone at 414-351-4400. TabakAttorneys.com or check out the phone number. I know the people at the firm. It's reputable. They're going to help you. And it's free to get started. It doesn't cost you anything. Attorney Alex Eichhorn, partner and workers' comp attorney at Tayback Law. Great information, Alex. Thank you so much for being with us on the Sunday SIP. Thank you so much, John. And coming up here at 928, uh, Jack Grout's going to be with us in just a couple minutes. Where are 25 Wisconsinites stranded? Oh, you're not going to believe this. It's all ahead of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Welcome back to the final half hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins. Can't keep up with this thermometer. We're going to get up to at least 95 today. We're already at 80 degrees at 937. Well, if you're one of those people that still is holding a grudge against Aaron Rodgers packing up his tent and going out east, you might want to know what they're doing at Jack's American Pub on the Lower East Side. Joining us is Emily Hoabaglin and Emily... This is genius because there are a lot of people out there that still are a little upset that they're not going to have Aaron around this year. Yeah, and we've noticed that we've gotten fans and non-football fans of all kinds reaching out to us, whether they're still holding a grudge that Aaron Rodgers is gone or whether they're excited to see how Aaron Rodgers is going to play this year, but our customer base and new customers that now know about us are very excited to come out and see how the season progresses for the New York Jets. All right. So let's talk about it. Jets lose, Mm -hmm. you win. How does that Mm -hmm. work? So basically, Jack is banking on the Jets winning a lot of games. With that being said, we know that they're not going to go 17-0. So Anytime that they lose, we will pay everyone's bar tab that is at the Jets game at Jack's American Pub. Okay, so there's got to be some rules with this one. Mm-hmm. I would imagine you can't just come in in the last quarter and say, yeah, I, I, we're going to have 10 drinks now and they're going to be covered. It's got some things you've got to make sure that you adhere to. Right. So to alleviate some of the questions that people are asking, it's 15 minutes before you have to show up and start a tab. At 15 Jack's. minutes before the kickoff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers has to be starting and only drinks are included. So no food, 
And with the drinks, we're not doing top shelf either. So those are the rules. And the last rule, because we do live in Wisconsin and this is a Packer bar, if there's a Packer game on at the same time as the Jets, then we will not have the deal going. So about how many games this season will this cover? All but four. So almost all of the games will be showcased at Jack's. There are just four that overlap with the Packers. So anybody is welcome to come for almost every game. When does this kick off? September 11th is their first game, and it's against the Buffalo Bills. We see online that a lot of people are actually thinking that's a game that they're going to lose. So I have a feeling that's going to be a large turnout. So if people are looking to come, I would say get there a little earlier than you would expect to. Now, are you going to have anything else going on in the bar? I mean, in terms of if Aaron fumbles or, you know, is sometimes, you know, how he gets where he, right. somebody doesn't catch the ball when they're supposed to, and he, he's really grumpy about it. So are you going to have anything going on to kind of catch those moments? So that is actually our sister location, Wanaki Golf Course in Menominee Falls. I think they're a little bit more hurt than Jack American Pub. Wanaki Golf Course, anytime that Aaron Rodgers fumbles the ball or throws an interception, that's when they give out free drinks <laughs> at their bar. So it's kind of funny to see that they have a different take on what to do for Jet Specials than Jack's, but I'm excited to see the turnout for their location as well, too, for the season. Oh, it does sound like a lot of people are still upset with Aaron Rodgers, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. And honestly, we have now started switching our gears and become more Jets fans than we ever thought we would be. So, Ooh, But now, wait a second. You said you're still a Packers bar, so you're still going to be celebrating okay. the Packers, I hope. Absolutely. We are a Packers bar, but because Jack's is a sports bar, we do highlight and showcase a lot of different NFL teams, NBA teams, NHL teams. So while a lot of us do bleed green and gold, The fact that a lot of our Packers alums like Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers are now playing for the Jets. It's still like the Green Bay East. You know, we're still excited to see what they do as Packers alums. Well, I would imagine no matter what, you'll be wearing green at all of these games. Yep, maybe a different shade of green, (laughs) depending on the game. But yes, green all around. Yes. Emily, I know a lot of people are going to want to at least see if maybe they can beat Aaron Rodgers by getting to Jack's American Pub and maybe taking advantage of all those free drinks during a bad Jets game. I know. I can't wait to give back. Again, it's naturally going to happen at some point, so we can't wait to give back to our loyal customers. And I'm going to check in with you again as we get into the season and find out how things are going. I appreciate that. Please do. Emily Hoa Beglin, you are from Jack's American Pub. Thanks for talking with us today. Thank you so much. It's 942, already up to 80 degrees. We're going to have your full forecast right after this. It's all ahead of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It is going to be a really, really hot Labor Day. I mean, we're talking about record heat. Um, already our temperatures are, are climbing up there. We're going to get up to at least 95 degrees. Those winds are going to be coming from the southwest, so it's going to feel even warmer than that. It's going to be like a furnace. Then tonight, clear down to 70 tomorrow. Then it really is going to feel hot because the humidity comes in and uh, 93 for a high, but feeling much warmer. On Tuesday, still more warmth and humidity. Sunny skies, 90 degrees for a high, but then it's going to rain a little bit later on in the day, uh, hopefully to clear things 
up a little bit as far as that heat is concerned. On Wednesday, 87 for a high. That's when we've got a bigger chance for some storms. And then Thursday, finally cooling down. Sunny skies, 75. If you're headed out for that final day on the lake on this Labor Day weekend, uh, Elkhart Lake has 76. Muskego's at 77. Lake Geneva has 75. And we're already up to 80 at WTMJ at 945. And you're just a minute away from Dominic Catroni on sports. An epic rushing attack from the Wisconsin Badgers highlighted week one for the 19th-ranked team in the land. 157 yards on the ground from Ches Malusi and even 141 more from Braylon Allen. But Malusi had the run of the day. And Malusi has been super impressive. Look at this! Malusi out to midfield! He's got a chance! Spinning! What kind of speed? Eric Collins on the call on FS1. An 89-yard touchdown run for Malusi as the Badgers win 38-17 in their opener over Buffalo. It opens the Luke Fickle era with a W, picking up from the bowl game last season. Here's the new head coach. They asked me afterwards, "Is this, you know, what were your expectations? And sometimes I think maybe I have uh, delusional expectations, you know, but that's what's going to continue to drive us and motivate us. And um, we know there's a lot of ways that we're going to get better and we need to get better. Afterwards, those guys are excited. They're grateful for the opportunity. Next week, they take on Washington State on the road out west in Pullman. Kickoff is scheduled for 6.30 on ABC. Elsewhere in the Big Ten, only one surprise. Fresno State goes to West Lafayette and beats Purdue 39-35. to But otherwise, number two Michigan dominated East Carolina 30-3. to Number three Ohio State over Indiana 23-3. And number seven Penn State with a sneaky cover at the end when 38-15 over West Virginia. The Brewers are in the final month of the season with a big series with the Phillies using some sustainable offense. Lined to left. Base hit. Brewers are going to have the lead. The throw coming on, way off target. And Christian Yelich with a bullet base hit to left. Bob Euchre on the call. They win 7-5 to five over the Phillies. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Thanks a lot, Dom. And uh, we've got 949, 80 degrees already. Wow. We'll have, a, we'll have another forecast for you right after this. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Record-breaking heat today. Our record is 95. We'll hit that and maybe beyond. Stay inside as much as you can and stay hydrated. Right now, we're at 81 degrees at 952. The following is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday sip are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. This is Jen Latta. You are listening to WTMJ's Sunday Sip, and we got a full house in here today. Lots of folks to talk about what is going to be a great collaboration. First, John Reitz, SVP of Great Midwest Bank, Dave Grams, the Executive Director of the Alzheimer's Association of Wisconsin, and Bonnie Blair, someone that needs no introduction. She's an Olympian. She's a gold medalist, one of the most decorated athletes in Olympic history who happens to call Wisconsin home. And we are talking about a collaboration between Great Midwest Bank and the Alzheimer's Association of Wisconsin. So, John, I want to start with you. Why is your company, Great Midwest Bank, partnering with the Alzheimer's Association? Great Midwest, every month we do a casual for a cause at the ground roots level. 
We have folks that vote on a cause, and uh, the Alzheimer's Association Wisconsin chapter has been something we've supported for a long time, and we decided to take that to a higher level where we're going to be supporting the walk. We've enjoyed the opportunity to expand our Simply Giving platform by joining forces really with radio partners like you. We're able to provide some meaningful exposure for organizations like the Alzheimer's Association and their upcoming series of walks, so we're thrilled to be a part of that. And I hear that there is a role that banks often play in early dementia detection. I wasn't aware of this, but can you expand on that? What are some of the ways that banks recognize the signs of Alzheimer's, maybe before a lot of other people? That's absolutely right. Our frontline professionals, and primarily on the personal banking side of things, are some of the first to recognize early signs of Alzheimer's and other dementia. We take our responsibility very seriously at Great Midwest Bank and have some formal training from the Waukesha Aging and Disabilities Resource Center. So we're always looking out for that and, again, take those responsibilities to our communities very seriously. There are more than 120,000 Wisconsinites living with Alzheimer's, more than 198,000 serving as their caregivers. Dave Grams of the Alzheimer's Association of Wisconsin also here. What does your association do for that community? The Alzheimer's Association is leading the way in the fight against Alzheimer's, both through global research, more than 360 million in current grants active across the globe, but we're also doing education, building awareness in the community to help grow understanding with regard to the disease. And then finally, we're active providing care and support to all those who are impacted. And that means caregivers who are caring for a loved one who might be living with the disease, as well as those who are directly impacted. So we are directly involved in that kind of support and active in communities, not only here in Wisconsin, but across the country. You know, I've talked to Bonnie Blair before. Usually it's at the Pettit Center and we're talking about something skating related. This is a little bit different and you are very passionate about the walk to end Alzheimer's. I know you'll be participating in the walk and we're going to put a big team together, but what is your story? How are you intimately connected with Alzheimer's? My mom was somebody who suffered dementia, a form of Alzheimer's, and it was kind of just one of these coincidences where a friend of a friend said, would you mind coming and helping with a walk? And I was like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. This is affecting my mom. I'd love to join in. That was in 2001. um, And I'm still here today. And uh, my mom uh, ultimately lost her battle. But uh, I just know how much this disease affects so many people. I actually had taken an Olympic flag with me to Sochi to get signatures on it to auction off at one of their dinners. And I only got medalists who medaled at the Olympics. And almost every single person that I got to sign it said, oh, my grandma, oh, my aunt. Like there was a connection somewhere to everybody. I kind of get goosebumps thinking about it. And it is a disease that affects so many different people. But here in South southeastern Wisconsin. We have a ton of walks. There's so many out there, and we hope that we can get more people to the walks involved and hopefully find a way to cure this terrible disease. There will be 27 walks around Wisconsin this fall. We'll get to that in just a moment, but you also award a Blair's Cares honor every year. What is that? How did that come to be? Who do you give it to? 
So after my mom passed away, in conjunction with the Alzheimer's Association, they kind of came up with this idea of honoring somebody every year, really who goes above and beyond in that volunteerism for the organization. So we've been doing this every year. It's usually always a surprise. So it's always fun to kind of be there at that specific walk with that specific person we're going to honor. Sometimes we've honored like siblings or we've done a little bit of two at some point. But we always look to say a special thank you to somebody who's really going above and beyond the call of duty. John Reitz from Great Midwest Bank sitting next to you. I know you'll be walking in the walk to end Alzheimer's as well. Who will you be walking for? I'll be walking for a friend who was diagnosed with early onset dementia in his 50s. I'm also in my 50s, and I'm now at that point where I have friends with parents that have issues. Dave, what are some early signs someone should be aware of that might send them to the doctor when it comes to dementia, potentially for themselves or a loved one? So really, it's all about changes perhaps in memory, thinking, or behavior that begin to disrupt daily life function. People are seeing a lack of engagement in some things that people love to do, hobbies, crafts, familiar places that they would normally go, and they're retreating a bit from that. Also, not being able to handle some of the more routine daily life functions, balancing a checkbook, finances, etc. There's a lot of different signs to look for, but all of them, the net result would be, please talk with your doctor right away. That's what we encourage. Early detection is the best way to get ahead of the impact of the disease. We talked about how there are 27 walks this fall in Wisconsin alone. How can people find a local walk to end Alzheimer's and how can they register their walking team? They can go to alz.org backslash walk. That will get people connected to the entire collection of walks across the country. There's 630 across the nation and 27, as you mentioned here, just in the state of Wisconsin. So it's the uh, number one way that we build awareness in the community as well as our drive revenue to uh, help fund our mission. That number, 800-272-3900. It's the 24-7, 365 helpline for the Alzheimer's Association, answering questions, giving information, kind of just being that resource in the community for people who might be wondering if they or a loved one are dealing with onset Alzheimer's. And we mentioned the 27 walks this fall in Wisconsin. For more information, you can go to act.alz.org forward slash Wisconsin. John Reitz, Dave Graham, and Bonnie Blair, thank you so much for joining me here on the Sunday Sip.